Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 273 of Bad Flips and Maple Dips. I'm Patrick. He's Justin. Um, heading into the holidays, Justin, we want to chat about uh, the fact that the Jays haven't made a move yet, which is very frustrating. <laughs> but uh, yeah. what can you do, man? What can you do? They're the big. There name haven't been a off- lot of moves. Yeah, the big name is off the board. I guess we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about who's left and we'll, or that the Jays are showing interest in. We'll talk about Shohei Otani, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a bummer. We'll get into it. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get into all of it. If you like what we do, you can find us on the internet, bfmdpodcast.com. Uh, and then just type in Bat Flips and Maple Dips, and uh, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us. Justin, let's talk about the Otani saga. It's yeah. over. Or did it ever really begin? I don't know. It depends how you look at it. But, yeah, that that is a fair... Um... <laughs> That is a very fair way to ask the question because so much happened and my gosh. And I mean, it's just, it was a complete clusterfuck. It seems like it was honestly just like this week that it happened, but it was already, it's already been a week since he announced that he was going to sign at the Dodgers. Now it was like a week ago yesterday and oh man, like, so, I mean, (laughs) The big thing is, is obviously there was a lot of misinformation that came out of, about this, the whole Tani rumors. It really started on like the Thursday night a couple of weeks ago where people noticed on Twitter that there are people noticed on flight trackers that there was a private jet scheduled to depart from um, Anaheim, basically Orange County early Friday morning. And it was going to Toronto. So, of course, the frenzy starts because everyone had been reporting that, yeah, Otani's going to make his decision the next few days kind of thing. So everyone starts this frenzy that, oh yeah, it's definitely him. It's a similar plane to what he's been flying on to meet with other teams, a similar plane that he flew on to go to Dunedin to see the Blue Jays spring training complex. So everyone's like, oh yeah, it's it's like, it's 100% it's Shohei he's coming to Toronto. Whether he was coming to sign a deal or just to see more of the facilities not, not that he would have had much to see because rogers center is completely ripped apart right now the jays actually just released a video this week showing some of the progress that they've done on the demolition which is pretty insane that it's you can hardly tell it's actually a ballpark right now but <laughs> there was no there was no concrete proof that it was him on the plane and oh I, I i believed it was him i was in man i was ready to believe you know yeah and then friday morning this plane takes off and this writer from Dodgers Nation, J.P. Hornstra, who is an accredited member of the Baseball Writers Association of America, he votes for the Hall of Fame, he posted that Otani was going to sign at the Blue Jays. And so, I want to jump in here right now because, crazy. <laughs> because he was the guy who really kicked off yeah, because he posted this on Thursday, I think, too, the like the night that the flight the flight thing came off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Hornstra is a writer for Dodgers Nation, which is not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one thing, it's a Homer blog, basically. If we're let's be gen- like we're being generous here, 
Um, but Hornstra is also a member of the Baseball Writers uh, Association of America. Um, he does anonymous uh, Hall of Fame ballots for anyone who's interested in that kind of thing. Not that that matters at all when it comes to this story, but he had reported that Shohei Otani had decided to sign with the Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, in his apology follow-up that was released uh, a week ago. I didn't even read that. Uh, it's it's fine. We're going to talk about it now anyway. So he was confident based on the quality of his sourcing, and there was no contradictory information floating around for over a day. Until Otani did the Instagram post and everything changed. So he did release uh, like the, the mea culpa article. He did release a video with an apology. Um, he did. It was very clear, though, in his original articles and his Reddit post. All of that stuff that there was pen was not on paper. And it was far from being official. So... It's easy to dogpile on this guy now when he was given information from what he thought was a credible source. And then all the other blogs kind of ran with it. And this, I would I would argue that this shouldn't be as critical a hit to his credibility as what it'll probably end up being. But nonetheless... Otani did not sign with Toronto. He was not on that goddamn plane. <laughs> he was not uh, on a plane. He was. It was Robert Hershevik. Uh, yeah, yeah. From Dragons Den, Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> does this suck? Yes. Um, did it feel really crappy that the Jays went from being like the odds-on favorite and ticket prices doubling overnight? Uh, yeah, all of that sucks, but the thing is, at the end of the day, for, what was it, 10 years, $700 million, one of those 10 years, he will not be pitching, um, and there's, what, <laughs> $680 million? $680 in deferrals. In yeah. deferrals, which means Shoei Otani will be receiving paychecks until the year 2,279. Uh, if Bobby Bonilla's contract is No, I know. I'm just yeah. being. I'm being hyperbolic for the I know sake you're being of hyperbolic. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, the the last thing I want to say at all about Shohei Otani is it's this is a record breaking deal for a player who uh, arrives in baseball once every 100 years. There literally is nobody like Shohei Otani, even though he's injured right now and can't pitch, and is almost certainly not worth 70 million dollars. Um, I say that now, but if I had him on my team, then I'd already have a jersey, a hat, pants, underwear, socks, all in Otani uh, <laughs> numbers and everything like that. Uh, I'm just glad Jose Barrios doesn't have to change his jersey number. That's really all I care about at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to move on from Otani's madness, but I know that you have more to say. So, For sure, uh, yeah. I'm gonna throw so, I mean... Here. Yes, that the article and apology have happened, um, but it doesn't change the fact that it did. And he wasn't the only one who jumped on the the hype train. Uh, John Morosi, MLB Network, also tweeted out, "Yeah, Otani is on his way to Toronto." But in his tweet, he also said that um, representatives from his agency, CAA, would not 
comment on his travel arrangements. So there was no there was no confirmation that Shohei was on the plane, other than JP Horn stressing that before that Shohei was going to sign with Toronto, and John Morosi tweeting out that he, based on sources he didn't say who they were. Of course, uh, Shohei's on his way to Toronto. <coughs> then bef- just before the plane lands. Um, Bob Nightingale tweets out everyone's favorite boob and he tweets out that Shohei Otani is not on the plane he is not in Toronto he is at home in Southern California and then Jeff Passan Ken Rosenthal some other bigger names also like back up Bob's report that Shohei is indeed not in Toronto or going to Toronto that he is in California Um, and then he has not yet reached the decision so the next day, Otani posts on Instagram that he's going to sign at the Dodgers. <laughs> and it was all for naught. And then in the week that came, um, on December 16th, Shohei Otani's agent, uh, Nez Balello, I'm not sure how to say his name, if it's Balejo or whatever it may be, but he talked openly about the kind of the uh, the events that went down those couple of days. They talked a bit more about how um, Otani's free agency was purposely shrouded in secrecy. And he had this to say, I'm so glad that we did it this way and I would do the same thing over and over again. There's not even a question in my mind. The clubs appreciated it and respected it. There wasn't a team that said, you know what, let's just get this out. Shohei and I wanted to be able to control the narrative and teams were on board with it. I heard that some media members felt that I needed to share information because this is a historical moment, but I 100% disagree. I can't even begin to think how that makes sense. There has to be a level of confidentiality. This was arguably the most highly exposed free agent ever on the market, and ultimately, I got the best result. So how can you judge and criticize the way that I approach this? I think that is fair. Um, and he also pushed back, Patrick. There was There were rumors that oh, if teams leak information, it will impact Shohei's decision. Um, Blayo had this to say, that was ridiculous. Those words never came out of my mouth. Uh, he said, pointing out that Dodgers manager Dave Roberts' admission that the winter meetings uh, uh, that the LA had met with Otani sure didn't have an effect on it. So um, they, they talked about how Otani wanted to experience free agency he had said during spring training uh, like last year in 2023 that he wanted to experience free agency and that he was open to an extension with the angels but it would have to wait until the off season so basically the the caa team had a whole season to plan out how they're going to approach this free agency period and they came up with this system in this way that they could keep things tire or behind closed doors and he basically said that they wanted to quote get a good gauge of where the interest level was to understand who was serious and who really was just kicking the tires there were a lot of teams that weren't going to be in play because of the level of money where they all felt this was going to go so that pretty much eliminated half the field Um, as more and more teams fell out of the race five finalists were the dodgers angels giants cubs and blue jays the Dodgers were always at the forefront in talks, wrote Bob Nightingale, and Notani's agent wasn't surprised when he informed his agent that he was going to decide to sign with L.A. And Otani informed his agent on the afternoon of December the 8th 
which is coincidentally that Friday when he was rumored to be going to Toronto. It was into the evening that he um, that he really, that he said that. Now Otani's agent also had this to say about the whole private jet Toronto situation. He said. He described the situation as, quote, about the most reckless reporting I've ever experienced in this game. I felt really, really bad for the country of Canada, and I felt really, really bad for the Toronto Blue Jays organization. They are really good people. What they had to endure, the pain, wasn't right. I felt so bad for all of them that they had to go through that because it was extreme emotional roller coaster of thinking that they had him and then finding out that they didn't. So obviously, like, he had nothing bad to say about the Jays organization, it wouldn't be smart for him to do that because he'll have other clients eventually that will likely be in negotiations with the Blue Jays. Um, the Dodgers weren't officially told Otani's decision until Saturday, of course. And then Otani's agent called the Jays, the Giants, the Cubs, and the Angels to break the news before Otani officially announced his choice via Instagram. So the other teams knew where he was going before he ever actually posted about it. Which is which is really nice professional courtesy from CAA and Otani's agent, and the Otani deal, like you mentioned, ended up being ten years, seven hundred million dollars. He's only going to make two million dollars in salary for each of the ten years, and will have six hundred eighty million dollars deferred until the conclusion of his career. Now, of course, with inflation being what it is, the present value of this contract is actually only somewhere around like four hundred eighty million dollars because in ten years. That's what $700 million is going to be worth because inflation's a cold, heartless bitch that doesn't slow down for anybody. Um, and they also talked about how Otani is in, quote, such a unique position because he's going to make so much money off of the field. Basically, he's in the most unique position of any player in the history of the game to be able to do this. It's not like we're setting a precedent that every player now is going to defer everything out in his contract. And not every player is going to want to do that because some of them will want to support their families and do other things that they can and Otani is not going to have that problem because he's going to make so much endorsement money both in LA and back home in Japan this guy's a global superstar a, a guy even say you say a guy like Kevin Gosman also an MLB superstar was signing a new contract extension Kevin Gosman is not a household name in Japan or anywhere or anywhere in some baseball cities like there'd be the ca a lot of casual fans who probably have no idea who Kevin Gosman is but everybody, no matter what sport you watch, knows who Shohei Otani is at this point because of the amount of news coverage that he gets. So he's going to make incredible amounts of money. He's like he's essentially the Tiger Woods of, of baseball. Everybody knows who Tiger Woods is, even if you're not a golf fan or have never watched no, the golf. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. I know it's more it's... than that, but I'm, but I'm saying like it's, it's, it's that level of transcending the sport that you're in. Yeah, Michael Jordan was the same way, you know, like it's it's like everybody knows everybody knows the greats, you know, and Shohei Otani is, is the I, potentially the greatest. I think I think Shohei Otani is going to make Tiger Woods look like an obscure. Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just <laughs> Kansas City scouts like it's going to be. Yeah, Shohei Otani is is going to be the face of baseball for the next 10 years. Nobody else is going to hopefully come remotely yeah. close. Like, people talk about, like, if I throw some names out there, Otani's good. Like, if there was a Mount Rushmore of baseball, in 10 years' time, Otani's face is going to be there next to Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, and, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't even know who else could even fit. Ty Cobb. I don't know. Like, 
it's Hank Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> or Hammer. Yeah, Hammer and Hank probably. Um, but like the the level of superstardom we're talking about is tra- not only does it transcend yeah. sports, it's it's part of pop culture. Like they talk about Marvel movies, mm-hmm. um, all the way up to uh, you know Avengers Endgame. Like the amount of money we're talking about and popularity and exposure. Like Otani's going to blow that yeah. away for baseball. He's going to be the Marvel movies of baseball. Like he's going to be everywhere all the time internationally there's never been an international star that's had the potential to grow the game quite like otani uh not in the last 150 years and Mm -hmm. he's gonna end up being bigger than babe ruth that's just a fact yeah oh yeah yeah that's it's gonna be in the circumstance the time that we live in um the the last thing i'll say about the otani go ahead oh go ahead I was just gonna say. I was just gonna talk about the the financial impact of his contract, but go ahead, you you go first. I don't. I would say like the circus that's gonna come come to Los Angeles, and then by extension Japan for the next ten years. Like, if you thought you heard a lot about Shohei Otani before, (laughs) he will be mentioned on every broadcast related to baseball every day for the next probably 10,000 days like gear up this is the biggest contract in baseball history ever yeah <laughs> <It's> not with <laughs> Toronto not with Toronto um now because he's deferring all this money normally on a 10-year 700 million dollar contract 70 million of that would go against the competitive balance tax or the luxury taxes it's more commonly known in baseball but that's not going to happen um the deferral amount will be about 46 million dollars that will hit the cbt which will leave the dodgers with more money to go out and sign more players essentially if they're willing to if they were willing to spend 70 million annually they've in theory still have 24 million dollars left of that 70 that they can go out and spend every year so otani by deferring this money is ensuring that the dodgers will be able to bring in more players over the course of his tenure there. Um, I believe Mookie Betts also has a pretty large deferral on his Dodgers contract too. I'm not sure about Freddie Freeman. Um, But this leaves the Dodgers room to go out and potentially sign uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who is really the next big free agent piece to fall this year. And the the teams that have been meeting with Yamamoto inclu- again include the Jays, the Red Sox this time are in it, the Giants, the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Yankees. So there are again a handful of teams, six teams who are said to be the finalists. And the rumors are actually coming out that Yamamoto may actually get a contract n- somewhere near Garrett Cole's uh, contract, which is which was uh nine-year, $324 million deal. Jeff Passan is saying that it could be more than $300, which is absolutely insane for a guy who hasn't thrown a pitch in the big leagues. $300 million, Patrick, um, for uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Now, it's interesting to me, like the Giants obviously um, just signed, uh, who who is the guy they signed? I can't remember his name. Uh, Jung-Hoo Lee. Um, who got from them, uh, geez, it's a $5 million signing bonus. 
a seven million salary in 2024, which is this coming season, and then sixteen million dollars uh, the year after that, and then it goes up to twenty two. So it's it's actually a long. It's a six year deal. So it's uh, uh, he's coming from Korea. Um, he's twenty five years old. He's been anticipated to come to the big leagues for a while. Um, he've actually posted an insane slash line. Um, 349 batting average, 421 um, on base, 575 slug, 175 WRC plus, which is insane. And he also won a gold glove, a, a golden glove for the fifth straight year um, in Korea, <coughs> while only striking out 5.1% of the time, while walking 10.5% of the time. So <laughs> that was uh, that was actually last season. This year he hit 318 with a 406 OBP. Um, and a 455 on bait or slugging. But he only hit six home runs in 86 games. He had a left ankle injury in July that actually ended his season, but he does say that he's fully recovered. So that's a big signing for the Giants. So they're also going to try and go out and get uh, Yamamoto as well, who is a Jap- another Japanese superstar. But the Yankees are really pushing hard for him. I think the Mets will push hard for Yamamoto. Um, the Yankees brought in Hideki Matsui and Masahiro Tanaka to, to meet with Yamamoto. Obviously, a couple of other Japanese superstars who played for the, for New York. <laughs> the, the Dodgers used Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani in their pitch. Rumor was that Yamamoto's representation was going to meet with the Red Sox and the Blue Jays uh, later in, later on this past week. So we're not sure if, if that happened or not. I don't have any details on it, but um, I believe his posting window closes at the end of the at the end of December. So when when these international teams from Korea and Japan post their players, they have a certain window where they can negotiate and sign, or else they revert back to going to that back to that team for the coming season. So um, there are still a couple of of Japanese free agents who are are looking to sign. Um, it's pretty insane. <laughs> I think that couple it's a lot things. of money, but this guy Yamamoto is insane. He's so good. Like he's unreal. He had a couple. one one twenty one ERA in one hundred and sixty four innings last year. Crazy. Couple things about Yamamoto. Um, he met. He had dinner with Steve Cohen at his mm-hmm. house yesterday with a Mets contingent. That's according to uh, <clears throat> the Post. Joe Sherman. Yeah. Um, he is expected to meet again with the Yankees because he's in town. Obviously, yeah. if he was just in Queens, it's not that hard for him to get over to the Bronx. Not that hard to go to the Bronx. No. So, uh, according to Andy Martino, Yamamoto is expected to meet with the Yankees again. Uh, while they say that the Jays are in on Yamamoto, I, I don't see it happening. It would be I would be shocked in a way that I don't think I could really describe adequately <laughs> until it happens. If they yeah. were, only because it just doesn't make any sense. When yeah, they the a... the thought the thought on it would be that they'd have to trade one of Kikuchi or Manoa. Obviously, and, they need a, a a rotation spot. So yeah, and you're not going to trade. That's kind of the, the general thought. You're not going to trade Kikuchi because he's your only lefty right now in the rotation. Take care about that. <laughs> and 
Manoa's trade value is at its absolute lowest right now. So mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to do either of those things. So it's not going to happen. And the only the thing is, for for Jays fans, the ideal scenario is that Yamamoto just goes to Los Angeles or to the team in Queens. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't come to the AL East, yeah. <laughs> I will say something else that is actually confirmed to be true since we're dabbling in rumor and innuendo at this point. Former Toronto Blue Jay Marcus Stroman is confirmed to be in Toronto right now. Now, that doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because Stroman visits the city on his own volition when he feels like it Correct. because he loves Toronto and Toronto by all accounts loves him. So but he is a free agent. <laughs> he is a free agent. Uh, as far as I know, a majority of the negotiations the Jays do are done in Dunedin in their comp- their fancy new complex. I could be mistaken, but perhaps not. Um, and Strowman would still necessitate the same type of move unless they were willing to give Manoa a whole year as like a hundred inning swingman, which would be probably crushing. I don't think his that morale. would be. It would be. And bad. I don't think it would really help him with his rebound either. No, but I mean, it would yeah. help. What they could do in theory is that and um, it would be stupid but uh, if they if they did that they could really give him protected innings and then um, and then ship him out for Mm -hmm. like give him a chance for his, his value to rebound and obviously the Jays aren't going to have another year where all of their starters remain uninjured for the entire year. That's impossible or improbable uh, Mm -hmm. is probably the better word. But anyway, signing Stroman, he's going to want like, this is the last contract, major contract of his career. So he's going to want like five, five years. And just, he'll be 33 on May the 1st. He opted out at 20 million, didn't he? To do to be a free uh, agent, I believe so. Yes, the Jays don't yes, aren't going to offer out. him yeah. twenty million dollars. So, unless uh. they're they're planning <laughs> on something, um, but that would be more than most of the rotation. Be more than Barrios, more than Kikuchi, more than more Manoa, than obviously. Well. How yeah, much is Gossman getting a year? Uh, he'd be, he was five years, 115 million, I believe. So just over 20 per season. Yeah. Bassett is over 20 million. Um, yeah. Bassett's a, th- was a 363, I think. So 20, yeah, 21, 21 million. million per year or something like that. So Strowman would probably be looking at five, 100 as that's like a baseline. That would be what that's he probably would... what he's looking for. If you take him to his age 37 year. Yeah. That's. Um, I would only do that if there was an opt-out for the team after the third year. Um, 
but again, yeah. it's it's not it's not a good fit. I'm not. I don't have anything negative to say about Marcus Stroman. It's just it's not a good f- again. Fit. Yeah, and I mean here it makes sense if we if we talk a little bit about some of the potential trade candidates that are available that the Blue Jays would be good fits for. I mean, obviously Cody Bellinger is not a trade candidate, but he's a he's the best free agent bat that fits the Blue Jays with the left-handed outfield slash first baseman he would fit right into the lineup easily um other big players that are potentially available include Luis robert from the chicago white Sox. they've been rumored to be floating their ace uh, dylan cease in trade talks robert is under contract through the 2027 season at a total cost of 67 million dollars presuming that their options on his contract are picked up which would take you through his age 26 to 29 seasons. It'd be four more years of control, 24, 25, 26, and 27 for 67 million. That for a guy who was very good, <laughs> he had his yeah. first. He he stayed healthy in 2023. He hit 30 home, 38 home runs, stole 20 bases, and was in 98, 95th percent in fielding value according to Statcast. Okay, but um, here's the thing: if they're going to take trade- a lot. It's going to take a lot if they're going to trade Correct. for... which is why I'm saying they would have to trade a starting pitcher, and Alec Manoa would be like the likely guy with the years of control that he their has. Their package there. would have to include Alec Manoa, and it would have to include... Uh, Probably because like Because he's one, a center fielder, um, Dalton Varsho, I would have to think, would be... I don't think so, because they can put Dalton Varsho in left field. I don't think they would trade. I think the White Sox would want back prospects if they're going. If they're if they're floating cease, yeah, it's because they're considering tearing it down, right? So here's the other thing: they wouldn't want. They're not going to be trying to compete now. So so a guy like Varsha wouldn't make sense for them. If you trade for Luis Robert and you also sign Cody Bellinger, then you don't need Dalton Varsha anymore. The thing is, they still the DH spot, so you do still need. I don't guys. want a guy who is. Uh, <laughs> but Patrick, hit. the thing about the thing about bringing in a Robert and a Bellinger is that that more than makes up for Dalton Varsho's offensive inability, while still being able to keep his glove where it needs to be, which is in the Blue Jays outfield. Because although Robert is a great center, f- a great fielder, he also plays center field as does Bellinger you still have the open DH spot where the Blue Jays would then not have to have a full-time DH. Bellinger and Varshaw are both lefty bats. Springer and Robert are both righties. You could have all four of those guys in the lineup on any given day and and be fine because you could DH one of them. Or if you're facing a tough lefty who, say, has really good crew numbers against Cody Bellinger, for example, then you don't have to put Bellinger in the lineup that day. And you can DH Jana or Kirk that day instead to get it really ready in the in the lineup. Like the, it would give a lot of flexibility. Now getting both those guys is going to be it would be an ex- extreme coup because Bellinger is going to be a pretty high level free agent target. Um, the Jays have been linked to be interested in him all off season. Um, nothing concrete there on the rumor mill though, and Robert is not even necessarily available. But if they are shopping um cease then it makes you think that maybe they would shop robert too so 
um it's 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 really just speculation at this point because there are no confirmed rumors that he's even available but it's it's worth it's worth the phone call and i'm sure the jade i'm sure atkins and shapiro have made the phone call already to inquire about him because they'd be crazy not to but it's 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 a uh, it's just speculation 100 percent um other right, potential so fits <laughs> before we get into that no because i want to uh, talk about this a little bit more um the Jays, I think the Jays have because they have a ridiculous amount of spending power this offseason. I think that I mean I love the idea of Luis Robert on this team. I would love mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. But you know, game 1 of 2024, ground ball to third base, who is picking up the ball and throwing it to first? Fangraphs right now says it's Kevin Biggio. <laughs> yeah, and if that's the case, then why are we talking about playoffs and trading for Luis Robert and signing free agent? Like, we there's a there's a critical position that needs to be filled with an elite defensive third baseman, and unfortunately, the best available third baseman and free agency uh, is the guy that we don't want to come back to Toronto uh for the money that he's going to be asking for yeah so yeah. that's matt chapman for those of you who didn't catch the the reference so if the jays <laughs> are going to be trading for anybody it has to be for a third baseman and if you're going to trade for a third baseman you might as well go to the tippy top so we got to talk about that as far as players who might be available at third base uh look i i love the idea of getting an elite center fielder uh i don't think dalton varsho is in the top 25 for for center fielders in baseball um you're a hater maybe though maybe maybe defensively <laughs> but dalton varsho is in the top top two or three defensively in center field Do, fine Maybe fantastic top one what he hit what he hit last year what was his ops if not if high your enough. ops I'm, I'm, I'm not i'm not saying that and that's why i'm saying like they need to get if you're worried about dalton varsho in center field then this team has bigger issues because like like you said they don't have a third baseman they have two outfielders right now. Or George Springer, are they going to play a two-man outfield and put five guys in the infield? You can't do that anymore, last time I checked. So there there are more holes in this lineup than Dalton Varsho in center field. Right now, you look at the Blue Jays' depth chart uh, on a website such as Fangraphs, and it has their third baseman being Kevin Biggio. It has David Schneider in the lineup at second base. Oh it has God. both catchers in the lineup at catcher and DH right now. Like it's it, the this this lineup needs needs help. Like here's their lineup. If like on uh, say a right-handed pitcher is on the lineup in the, in on the mound, George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, Danny Jansen hitting cleanup, Kevin Biggio hitting fifth, David Schneider, Dalton Varsho, Kirk, and Nathan Lucas in left field. Like that's the Jays lineup right now with a bench of Horowitz, Espinal, Clement, and Otto Lopez. Like, that team is going to score maybe three runs a game. Like they, like, they had troubles doing this past season. They might only give up two runs a game because they have great pitching still. But their offense is absolute dog water outside of the, say, the top <laughs> three. Like, the top yeah. three guys are all-stars in Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero. Obviously, I know um, Kirk was an all-star this like, but also hasn't didn't play like it last year. 
and Espinal I mean, was, was an all-star villain as well too. But he's, yeah, like there, there are there are three all-stars in the lineup right now, and then a Gold Glover in Dalton Varsho, and that's it. Like, that's it. Yeah, my again, <laughs> my beef, my beef so is Dalton Varsho is the least of your problems right now. No, the number one problem right now is third base, and. Cody Bellinger doesn't solve that. I I get that. I I think the Jays have to push hard though. They need they need firepower, and Bellinger is probably their best chance. Even though he had two bad years before having a, a great year last year, but I am gravely concerned about third base, and I don't know who who it's gonna be. And if it's Matt Chapman, I'm gonna be mad. But I don't know who else it could possibly be at this point. Yeah, it's. Is there no one else? <laughs> there is no one else. The free agent pool for third base is bad. Matt Chapman is the best of them, and the Jays have already let him walk. So, what what yeah. does one do? Well, the thing is that he he was always going to go to the free agency. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I know. know but I, I mean, they they could have. I just think could, if if we're if if we're sitting here nitpicking about Dalton Varsho's batting stats, this team better have signed like four other players before we get to that point because he's projected to be the six, like the seventh or eighth hitter in this lineup on any given day. And if we're nitpicking about the seventh or eighth batter's batting batting stats, that better be because there are six or seven guys ahead of him who have better stats than him. You know. I, I just I think that's the yeah. least of our problems. I don't I don't think it's worth even nitpicking into because that's obviously not the primary reason that the Blue Jays signed Dalton Varsho this like or, or traded for him, excuse me. It's because they went for a run prevention defense and, and that worked. Just unfortunately the I in hindsight I, I would not almost have made every that player trade. on offense. In, in hindsight, hindsight would, sure. I would not have made that but trade. But it, it, it did it, it made the defense so much better, but unfortunately the Blue Jays Yes, Dalton Varsha may have underperformed expectations, but so did nine out of ten other bats that they used regularly last year. So it's not <laughs> like it was entirely his fault, you know. Like if if, if we're blaming Dalton Varsha for this team not winning a playoff game last season, we're probably blaming the tenth guy that's responsible for it, you know. Like it's. I wouldn't say ten. I would say closer to five. But yeah, that's you're being sure, very. But you fair. know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. It's it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. If, if 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 we if we're saying that he's the reason that the Jays lost in the playoffs last year, we should probably just like shut it down and never podcast again at this point. So. <laughs> we should. We should just <laughs> yeah. We we have less credibility than John Morosi. Switch back over to to bad or to. Uh, <laughs> to hockey sticks and maple dips or something yeah switch whatever podcasts. it was yeah we'll we'll start we'll, we'll go talk about formula one and our bad takes there too but yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so it's like no look there, it's just, i'm not saying Dalt i understand i understand your saying, yeah i understand your I frustration luis robert yeah absolutely yeah for sure if they can make a trade where they don't have to give up ricky yeah. tiedemann sure but right now the jays need to prioritize third base you know who doesn't help us with that? The Jays have been linked to JD Martinez, who would. Yeah, that's a DH only at this point. Yeah. It it would be. I mean, he had a fantastic year last year. Yeah, great year. Fantastic, thirty three home runs, one hundred and three RBIs, one stolen base. 
don't you dare count out JD Martinez uh, on the base pass with uh, an 893 OPS. That's an upgrade, in my opinion, for Brandon Belt. Yes. I paid fifteen yes. million dollars for JD to bat exclusively DH. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but we got to talk about the like, comparison. The comparison between Belt and Martinez is is important to note too because. While Belt absolutely crushed right-handed pitchers, he struck against struggled against lefties. He had an OPS well below 600 against lefties. Only 39 plate appearances, though, of course, due to injury and the Jays keeping him out of the lineup. But JD Martinez hits 274 with uh, an OPS uh, over 900 against uh, left-handers, and an OPS just under 900 against left against right-handers. So it's like he's he's a more well-rounded bat. He doesn't have a drop-off depending on which hand. Uh, the pitcher throws with so yeah if, if you're looking to sign a full-time dh he's the best guy on the market 100 percent. it'd be a shorter term contract one or two years max most likely um and wouldn't tie you down going into the years where you're going to need to extend vladi and Bo, which we'll talk about a different day because that's another rabbit hole we could get into but yeah it's it's not the perfect fit you're right because it would remove the flexibility as we were just talking about the hypotheticals of signing Bellinger and trading for a guy like Luis Robert, you could rotate guys to your DH spot. The Jays have done that predominantly outside of the Brandon Belt year that we just had um, for the past like four or five years since they didn't have, say, Edwin Encarnacion at DH anymore. Um, but a guy like Martinez is a huge is a difference maker. It would mean that Danny Jansen wouldn't have to clean up, which I would like. I love Danny Jansen, but I don't think he should have clean up. <laughs> so yeah love me if some Jay's Danny Jansen opening, if he is yeah, not 7th, yeah. 8th or ninth in the lineup then something has gone wrong yeah if, if the I think Danny Jansen could hit 5th at the highest depending on who the matchup is but if, if the Blue if, Jays 4th, 5th and 6th hitters are, are Jansen yet. yeah if the Jays 4, 5 and 6 hitters are Jansen, Biggio and Schneider in opening day the Jays are in trouble so yeah I'll put it that way <laughs> Get ready for some depression. That's all I got on JD then. Martinez. What? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so we've talked about Yamamoto. We talked about Martinez. A few other trade candidates that are like potentially available, um, but also don't really fit. Pete Alonso, Patrick, only has one year left on his contract, and the Give Mets me haven't really. Pete Alonso, <laughs> I want to hit seven hundred home runs and strike out ninety six percent of the time. Yeah. I just so Alonzo, since he entered the league, has hit fifteen home runs more than any other player in baseball. But again, he's another right handed first baseman slash DH. So it's not a huge fit in the lineup. Um Seattle just moved Eugenio Suarez this offseason. Um they also traded Marco Gonzalez into their rotation. Ty France may be available. Um, also didn't I, have a great year in 2023. I want Pete Alonso. There's another guy. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't care force. about batting average. I want home runs. I don't care. I don't care if the man hits under the Mendoza line next year. If he still, if he hits 46 home runs again, yeah, just I want I want big meaty men slapping the ball with their giant sticks. I want home runs again this team is so frustrating to watch where they hit where everybody barely hit over 20 home runs like i want i want an edwin 
again. Like, yeah, I think Pete would to, be fantastic. The Jays need some boppers, and the, the 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 knock on Bellinger is that he largely outperformed his expected numbers this year. Like his yeah. weighted on base average was 370, and it was only at 327 expected, and he's coming off of like three down seasons before last year. So it, it's it's tough. I mean, there's without Otani, without Yamamoto, obviously Yamamoto is a pitcher only. Without signing uh, Jung Soo Lee, who, who went to the, of course, the Giants, the Jays lost out on the two biggest free agents. And they're probably not going to sign Yamamoto because it just doesn't make a lot of sense for them. But it's cool that they're involved in the talks till late. The Jays, the Jays being finalists for all the, for for big free agents. Yeah, it sucks that they're not landing them, but the fact that they're in the conversation and have signed big free agents like Springer, like Gosman, um, like Bassett over the past few seasons, Hunjin Ryu before them, the Jays are doing the right things. And I don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to just sit here and defend Sh- Sh- uh, Shapiro and Atkins or Shatkins, as the fan base calls them, but they're they're doing the right things, and at least they're making. They're making the organization appealing, right? They built an incredible complex in Florida. They're turning the Blue Jays' home field into an actual ballpark now, and I'm sure the the facilities for for players below the bowl are going to be incredible too, in Toronto. So they're they're making the organization into like a, like a top tier, premier facility organization, a franchise who wants to win, obviously. They're making. They're trying to make moves the last three, four years now to do it, and just haven't quite got there yet. Mm. So I mean, free agents. Free agents can't just. You can't just say like. There's so many articles that came out. Or like like why would Shohei Otani want to play in Canada? I think those those people are just tone deaf. John Heyman was one of them that was writing why a lot of articles about it. Why wouldn't he want to play in Toronto? Like Jesus. Ken Rosenthal talked. Called, yeah, they talked about how Otani signing in with LA is good for baseball because it's a big market. Yeah. Well, oh how often. Patrick, how often do you watch Los Angeles Dodger games on the West Coast? Are the Toronto Blue Jays in said game? N- no. How often do you then watch LA Dodger wa- games? Then I'm not watching it because I don't yeah. give a. F- and and it's a it's a four hour or anyway. five hour time difference for you, right? I can't even like it's. Oh yeah, no, I can't wait minimum. to start the, a baseball game at eleven o'clock at night. That's so thrilling. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna watch Shohei Otani unless the Blue Jays are playing the Dodgers, and the Dodgers thankfully are coming to Toronto this year, and we don't have to worry about watching it on Pacific time. It's I have a hard enough time watching the Jays when they're going to play Oakland or Anaheim, sorry, the LA Angels. Uh, when those games Why start at 8:30 p.m. my time. Anyway? Yeah, and then they started. They started eight thirty my time, which I feel is late for a baseball game. I can't imagine being in your position trying to watch a game at eleven thirty. You know, it's it's just. I don't do the it. The fact that Otani is on the West Coast is not going to help viewership for those games, because for the for the vast majority of the population in both Canada and the United States on the eastern side of the country. People are going to bed. If it's a, it's a it's a Monday night, you're not watching a baseball game at eleven thirty. You're sleeping by then. Like it's, yeah, it, it was a it was a bonehead bonehead takes by those by by Heyman and, and Rosenthal in that regard. If he and it's just brain dead, honestly. If he ended up signing with Toronto, he would have been declared king of the country. Like it, Canada yeah. has like. Canada has a population very close to 40 million people. Mm-hmm. Like 
40 million people I, I mean it's 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 38.25 million which is actually uh like about a million less than california the whole state i thought, the, I right? thought california itself was like 55 million i think no, so 39.24 like million people oh, okay. are in california <laughs> and california's population is like leveling off like it's not growing at the mm. same rate as canada's um oh. That's a different. We don't have oh, to yeah. have that conversation. I don't <laughs> care about that. But what I'm, my point I'm trying to get at is, there's only one team in Canada, and I'm not saying that 100 percent of people in Canada root for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, obviously. But it's pretty yeah. fucking but, close. Like it's like. And I mean, say, and you look at TV ratings. The Blue Jays have the best television ratings for any Major League Baseball team in terms of like viewership, because yeah. their <laughs> games are broadcast over a whole country. No, it's not like watching the Yankees on the Yes Network, where you can only get that in in the New York City area, like the New York area itself. This is this is a a television, a team that's broadcast to forty million people potentially if they have Sportsnet. Um, there's no blackouts in the country. Like you can be anywhere in Canada and you can tune into Sportsnet and watch the Blue Jays for every game except for the ones that are on stupid Apple TV or Peacock. But again, they have the radio network too. So, which who knows what's going to happen there because of the Ben Wagner situation. But it's it's just the the accessibility to the, for the Blue Jays is so much higher versus for a team like the Dodgers, where the accessibility, yeah, it's it's there if you're willing to watch a game at 8:30 p.m. when you're in the cent- center of the country, let alone 10 or 11:30 on the eastern the easternmost parts of the country. Like it's the convenience factor of Otani in at Los Angeles, yeah, it's convenient for for locals and for Hollywood and for the Japanese viewership more so than a game in Toronto would be, but it's not convenient for ninety five percent of Major League Baseball fans. So, whatever. I'm 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 uh, I'm over Otani now. It's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> it's enough. Well, it's just uh, the arguments about him not wanting to come to Toronto—they don't make any sense. Yeah, the Jays are the most just, popular uh, team in Canada, and it's a whole fucking country where the airways are dominated by one yeah. baseball team because we're the only yeah. game in town. It doesn't make <coughs> any sense. And when the, you yeah, see these it's... lists that are like, oh, yeah, the Blue Jays are in the top ten for popularity. My guy, you don't understand. There is nothing else here. It's the Jays There's and then... Else. Maybe there are people who watch the Red Sox. There might be like a small the Mariners. On the, yeah, there's the Mariners on the West Coast who would Maybe. get a lot of fan base. And then yeah, the Red Sox have a lot of presence like in your area of the country in the Maritimes because it's you can overstated. You used to go to Boston radio. It's, it's yeah. grossly overstated. This is yeah. This entire this is it's the territory it's is it's Blue Jays country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's blue. The matter is settled. <laughs> So when they say that the yeah. Jays have like, oh, they're in the top ten for for uh, largest fan bases, I'm I'm sorry guys, but higher than that, higher than top yeah, five, it's higher than like that. You, like you don't you, it's because there is such a heavy U.S. centric approach to baseball, but they mm-hmm. there's no lack of understanding. Well, I I think there was there was a, there was something posted on on twitter i think about like the number of like instagram or twitter followers that team accounts had and the blue jays actually had like just as much as the dodgers 
and the Dodgers gained 100,000 followers in the 24 hours after Otani announced the sign-in, probably because a lot of Japanese people started following them. Okay. So it's just like the argument isn't even there just based on like social media presence. The Jays are like right in there. If you look at even things like subreddit populations, the Blue Jays have one of the larger baseball subreddit subscriber counts. Like this is a dedicated and large fan base that Toronto has. And it's a passionate fan base. And, and, a, and a lot of Blue Jay fans, like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fans who we disagree with, but there are, there, there are a lot of highly educated baseball people that love the Blue Jays. And you look at just the amount of other Blue Jays podcasts and blog websites that are out there. Like there are, like there are dozens, if not hundreds of them. And that just goes to show you how big and how a major part of the, of people's lives this team is. And I think that anybody in U.S. media who comes out and, and says that it's not a big, a big thing is just grossly misinformed. Um, I do want to give John Morosi a little bit of, of credit here. The guy, while he did misreport the Otani situation, John Morosi is one of the few baseball writers who like loves Canada. He comes on Sportsnet to talk about um, baseball. He's also an NHL writer, I believe, as well too. He talks about hockey. Like he's he's one of the few major U.S. media people who does actually champion the country of Canada. So I, I do give him some props for that. I'm still mad at him for misreporting the Otani situation, but I have to respect that his opinion of Canada is not one of negativity. Um, and I believe that more people should take that approach and be a little bit less biased in their American-centered viewpoints. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm done now. Yeah, I, I think I'm done letting this bother me at all. I think we should just close out this ramble fest basically <laughs> by saying, like, there, there are, are a lot of great players still available. There's a lot of value out there where people aren't There's looking. gold in them hills. There is. The thing is, just because Otani is signed doesn't mean it's over. The, the Jays have always been in on the bigger players uh, from the start. Yeah. So Bellinger, Yamamoto, they've met with all of them because they are a real contender now for for free agents. Um, everybody forgets Kevin Gossman and Chris Bassett. I mean, it's like we're only talking like a couple of years ago, guys. Anyway. It's whatever. People can say whatever they want to say. Let's see what the Jays do in the next, you know, week or so. It was around this time uh, over the last couple of years where they've made their signings. So they're just doing their due diligence, and we're going to get to the part, uh, the fun part, where we actually get to talk about our uh, our signings. Uh, it's going to yeah, take a minute. Yep. So, um Everybody just chill out. That's basically all I have to say. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be that, for that it for this episode. If you like what we do, give us a follow at BFMD Podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can find us online just by searching for that or by going to bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode. We'll be back again with a uh, episode centered around the top 31 Blue Jays prospects. It just came out on Fangraphs later earlier in the in the month here. For Patrick out in Halifax, I am Justin here in Saskatoon, and we will see you next time.